0: Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered hosted by your favorite bougie race wife Rachel Thornhill. Every week she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and today is Friday, December 22nd, which, guys, this is very weird for me, right? Because I normally do not do episodes on a Friday because we only do episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But there is a special reason for this episode to come out today because December 22nd, 2022, is when I started the podcast. So, officially, today makes one year that the podcast has existed, that Race Wife Unfiltered even is a thing. And y'all, I am so ecstatic about this. Like, this is like, if you know me in person, This is the longest I've ever stuck with anything in my damn life. When I say stuck with, I'm talking about not job related, not family, because obviously I raised some kids, you know, like my kids are 18 and 15 now. So obviously I've kept babies, (laughs) you know, alive longer than that. And I've been with my husband for, you know, for 18 years. So no, that's not what I mean. I'm talking about when it comes to hobbies and things that I've been passionate about, I have self-sabotaged every single thing that I've ever done, okay? Like, I'll I'll put it to you this way. I'll name a couple things that I've self-sabotaged. I self-sabotaged my own fashion line that I was supposed to come out with. And when I say self-sabotage, I'm talking about like I created clothing i went and did a fashion panel at um akon which is a very large anime convention in fort worth texas um i did that uh that was seven years ago wow yeah that was seven years ago we lived in dallas at that time and i um and i did that actually the job that i have right now my corporate job I got it while I lived in Dallas, you know, and then I've been working from home ever since when we moved back to Louisiana. So yeah, like I made that everything. I made the site, made, made business cards because obviously I went to, I had went to that convention and so I wanted people to be able to, when I spoke, cause I did public, you know, a public speaking panel about Japanese decor of fashion. Like, if you guys don't know what that is, definitely look, definitely look it up. Like, it's a major subculture in Japan, and, like, that's what my clothing line was based off of. Um, and so, you know, I took inspiration from that. But, like, literally, I had the clothes ready, everything. I had stuff created. All I had to do was go live with my website and be willing to market And there was people that were interested in it from my panel. Like, there was people that would have bought from me. But I literally just, when I got back home, I was so overwhelmed and everything. I just said, fuck it, I'm not doing it. Why? Don't know. I spent all that time, and I just said no. Um, I freelanced for quite some time. Like, I, you know, I was a a uh, graphic designer and web designer for a while. Like I taught myself code when I was 10, um, you know, cause I mean, that was the thing, you know, between just regular sites and MySpace. I mean, most of us millennials, you know, we kind of taught ourselves code just because, right. Um, we were bored and we didn't have, and didn't have shit to do and you wanted your MySpace to look pretty. You know, you had, you had to do some things cause that was the only way to make it work. Um, yeah. And I, I freelanced for quite some, you know, for a while and was uh, start, was going to start my whole, like, brand management company and everything and stuff. And I had some clients. And then all of a sudden, I just stopped. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not making any money. I quit. Like, I don't know. I, I constantly would just, I just had too much negativity around money, around so many different things. Like, I was just mentally blocked to the point where I know at that moment in time, I was not ready. Now I am. You know, at 37, sure, that's kind of weird. It's like, well, you know, what happened between then and now that made me, y'all, I just grew the fuck up. I mean, let's be real. I was young. I mean, I was eighteen when I had my oldest child. Right? I was twenty-one when I had my when I had my youngest child. I was still a child mentally. I mean, not really, but like kind of, sort of. Like, I had a lot of growing up to do. I was a baby raising a baby. Because at eighteen, I don't care what you say. Yes, legally you are an adult, but you are not legally an adult in the mind you're not (laughs) you know i mean you're literally in high school one minute and then the next minute you're graduating and then you're having to either go off to college or just go get a job in the real world and you're expected to just know exactly what to do in life and um that's scary for a lot of 18 year olds and that is why most 18-year-olds don't have their shit together, and they and they won't because technically we don't mature, at least, well, with women, it's normally around the age of 23 to 24. For men, their minds actually don't, the average, I should say, the average is 27. So we mature a little bit earlier than you guys do, but at the same time, though, You're just maturing in the mind, right? So that means you still got shit to learn. And even at 37, I still have shit to learn too, you know? Like, I mean, I'm not perfect. Like, none of us are. I mean, we're all flawed. We're all humans. Humans are not, are automatically imperfect. We're not supposed to be perfect at all. That's what we're here for. We're here on earth to learn lessons. We're here. Pretty much, Earth is a spiritual rehab center. That's literally what this is, right? Um, I I constantly say that, and it's because you know some of us learn our lessons, and some of us don't, and we constantly end up at rehab. Like that's literally what it is. Like if you think about it, like some of us do bad shit, and don't and don't you know, and don't really repent for it, right? Like we don't really learn from it, and some of us do good shit, and we get rewarded for that, you know? And when I say rewarded, I, I'm not talking about in the religious dogma way where, you know, oh, um, you know, you go to heaven, this person goes to hell. No, 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 we do not do that here. Like, I'm not talking about that. What I mean is, you get rewarded in your timeline. That means, like, certain paths open for you certain opportunities come to you when you do good shit, right? Karma, that type shit. That's what I'm talking about. Um, you know, and that's for the people that believe in karma because not everybody does. But I do. Uh, my husband does. You know, we we are true believers of karma um, and um, and everything like that. So, yeah, like, i feel in my life the things that i needed to i need to do in life that if i do good shit and i help people i get rewarded you know but like i'm not doing it for the reward but i but i know on my heart that i haven't that i've done the right thing right um and so that's why i do what i do that is why i do this podcast because guess what yeah. I don't always get I don't always get paid for this like okay so for example like sponsorship wise um you know I I'll be re, I'll be 100% honest like y'all I don't hide nothing. Um my first sponsor was Monster Jam. And Monster Jam was done on media trade. So and for the people that don't know what that type of trade is. Um, so with big events, some of them, not all, but some big events, if you work in the media space, if you've worked in advertising or anything like that, there are some that are willing to do trades for tickets. So like, if you are like, Hey, I want to go to this event, but you have like a podcast or you have like a magazine or a newspaper or something like that, where they can advertise, they will sometimes give you tickets instead of physical cash because that's very easy for them to do. Now, of course, it still has some type of monetary value, right? But it's not physical money that they're handing you. So I did it for tickets, tickets to give away, tickets for my family and also, I would have had the opportunity to interview um, any female uh, monster truck drivers that would have been there uh, because we would have had pit, pit passes. Well, that was the week I ended up in the hospital and the only week that I ended up not doing the podcast. So I ended up having to give my tickets away to a friend – to. To a friend of ours, <laughs> um, them, you know, their family, because I could not go. Um, and then also, then obviously, I did the giveaway for the other set of tickets. Those did not have pit passes because obviously the pit pass thing was only for me and my family, but I couldn't go because I was in the hospital. So, yeah. Um, then, I-55 Street Stock Shootout. That's the Mississippi Street Stock Series. That was done pretty much, that one was done on a trade too. So I was able to put my sign at the front of the racetrack um, so people were able to see that at Pike County Speedway. Um, I also live streamed um on my on my Facebook account. And y'all, like I literally gained oh, I gained over two hundred followers in that one weekend through Facebook and I had just one of my um one of my live streams had over eight hundred views. That's a lot for a local track. You see what I'm saying? So right there it shows you that if some of these tracks would just live stream for free on Facebook through their Facebook accounts, they would get traction. Like, it's very, very simple. Um, but a lot of them just don't do it. So I did that. Um, and, you know, and so obviously we, and my husband raced um, as well um, because, you know, they had, they didn't just have the street socks. They had, you know, other classes as well. So the late models did run. Um, And so, yeah, we made that a whole weekend thing. And obviously that was the same weekend. So that was when I ended up in the hospital because when we got back, that was that Sunday that we were getting back. That's when I ended up in the emergency room. We literally, I literally ended up in the emergency room, not even two hours after we made it home. So yeah, like all of that happened in the same weekend um so yeah that like (laughs) july was a really weird time for me but guys it was an epiphany for me too because that is that was the time where i realized that i was taking on way too much i was literally interviewing people like every single day multiple people a day for the podcast i had no boundaries and also i was really stressed out with work too um, so all of that, you know, um, so I that's when I set that boundary of only doing podcast episodes, well, interviews, I should say, podcast interviews twice a week, Tuesday through Thursday, Tuesday and Thursday. I'm sorry. And it is only for one hour, um, and at most, okay, because like if it, if, if it's, if, if the podcast uh, episode ends up being like 30 minutes that's okay too but m- at most an hour I try to keep it under an hour and um and it's only at one specific time which is 4pm central um so that's it I I will not do podcast ep- uh, interviews at any other time unless unless It is a specific person that has asked me if there is any other availability, and I will try my best. Um, But I try to keep that boundary in place because of, you know, I don't want to go outside of my boundaries as much as possible. Now that does, like I said, that doesn't mean I can't make an exception sometimes. But I, but I don't make exceptions very often. It just depends on who it is, and if, especially if it's somebody that like. We've been trying to nail down a date and like we just haven't been able to. I'll kind of move my schedule around if need be. But yeah, so like I, I try my best to keep my boundaries as much as possible because that's why I'm not burnt out on the podcast. Otherwise, I would be burnt out because I was getting to that point when I was hospitalized. I was getting to the point of burnout and I'm like, I don't want to be burnt out on the podcast because I love the podcast so much because y'all, I love doing this. I love doing this all the time. Like y'all, it is 9 29 PM central on Friday night and I'm doing a podcast episode. This is not normal for me, uh, but I love this so much that I don't care. Like to me, it doesn't even feel like work. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll do it. No big deal. Um, and so that's why I do what I do. Like, I love doing this with you guys and like talking to you and, you know, putting content out there for the world to hear, um, which is weird because I'm like the mo- I'm like the most I'm like the major, a major, major introvert um, in real life. Like if you met me, I I'd-, I'd probably be like internally screaming because like I don't like to really talk to people. That's the thing, like, you would never think that with me doing the podcast. The podcast puts me completely outside of my comfort zone, and I do that on purpose because I want to get out of my comfort zone because um, you always hear that, like, a lot of people hear this, but, you know, is it, and I don't really know how the quote goes, but it's pretty much that, like, everything you want is outside of your comfort zone. Because, like, our subconscious mind constantly wants to keep us safe all the time. And, like, fear is what our subconscious mind does to us to keep us in our safe spaces. But, like, a lot of the things that we truly want, we have to actually take risks on. And we can't take risks without fear being interjected by our subconscious mind, right? So... If we listen to our subconscious mind, then that means guess what, we get pulled back into our safe space and then we'd never take the risk. But to be able to take the risk, we have to go against our subconscious mind which is going against fear. And that's what I'm doing. Internally, am I probably terrified? Absolutely. There's times where I've literally like b- before a podcast episode if it's somebody that like I truly like really really look up to, Because there's a few of them. I'm not going to mention people's names because, like, you know, it it doesn't really matter. But I've literally had to, like, talk myself down for, like, five, ten minutes before I start the, before they even come on. Like, I'm literally, like, trying to hype myself up, like, before an interview. Because there are times where I'm, like, freaking out nervous. Um, and I'm having to, like, you know, kind of like compose myself before I lose it, <laughs> you know? So I really have to, like, take time sometimes to not do that. And it, it's hard. Uh, I don't know if, um, you know, any of you go through that, but it's hard sometimes for me to do interviews with people. Um, I would say the hardest interviews for me to do are the ones where the guest is just not giving me anything. Like, cause the reason why I do them improv, right? It's mainly improv is because I want them to be able to be comfortable to talk to me as if like, I'm their friend, right? Like, you know, like this is, this is not a strict interview where you have to have media training and, and and all this stuff and like you can't say certain things or whatever no i want this to be like hey we're just friends just talking having a having a conversation and you can be chill with me like you don't have to feel like i'm grilling you like i'm an like like as if i'm an announcer right like as if i'm some me, you know media personality from nbc sports or something like that right That's like interviewing you after a race. I don't want you to, I don't want you to act like that because then I'm constantly put on, you know, put on where I have to constantly come back at you for, with questions. No, I want the conversation to just go smoothly. Um, And that's why I do it in a informal way. But the issue with that is, is if they just, stop and don't say anything i can't like y'all like it makes me nervous as hell because i'm like um oh okay well then i'll start asking a question and then they'll just answer and then they'll stop y'all i can't like that's hard i and i try my best but see i'm not a seasoned professional like i'm not very good at that like that i'm not i've never had media training um Even though um, that was what I was going to school for. I was going to school for sports casting with Full Sail University. But I had to drop out due to multiple reasons. I had to drop out, number one, because I was extremely stressed out. I was doing well in my classes, though, mind you. Like, I was doing really well in my classes. I had to drop out because, number one, mental health. My mental health was really bad at that time. Um... And I was going, I was taking online classes that actually, I think that was around COVID. um. So, yeah. So like it was a, kind of already a weird time during COVID anyway, because I was also going to therapy and going through like a lot of different things. So it, yeah, it was like a weird time, but also financially, it was going to be way too expensive. Like I did not have the funds to where I could have made it to my senior, like my, my graduating year. Right. Um, and so I, I, I dropped out. I, but I don't regret it, you know, because, because then like, it kind of hit me. It's like, man, I don't need to have a degree in like sports casting or like broadcasting or anything like that. Like I'm practically already doing it. Right. Right. I'm just doing it in a different way. I'm doing it through a different medium. I'm doing it through podcasting. Um, I'm not doing it on TV live on air, but I do I do video of myself, like interviewing, you know, interviewing uh, guests and stuff. So technically, that that is me, you know, interviewing people. That's a reel, right? So I have a show reel, if you think about it, but it's just not professional TV. Um, but to me, it, that's not necessary for me. I don't have to be, um, you know, I, I don't have to be like some type of media personality that's on like national TV or something like that. Um, because I thought about it and it's like, well, the thing is you're, you're extremely filtered (laughs) on National television, and I'm sorry, but I have a mouth on me. Um, that's very hard. Plus, I mean, there's a reason why my show is called Race Wife Unfiltered because I'm being authentic as fuck, and it, me dropping the f bomb on national television doesn't look good. So for me, it, I don't. I honestly, I don't think I could have ever made it in the broadcasting world anyway, or sportscasting world because. I would have been extremely hindered because, you know, I wouldn't have been able to be me. I would have been, you know, having to use the news anchor voice and all this stuff. No, that's not me. I don't talk like that. Why would I make myself talk like that? Like, it's just weird. Um, I know they make you do that because it's to try and keep you from having, like, an accent. You know, it's no different than, like, when they had, Hollywood actors and act- and actresses used the transatlantic uh transatlantic I mean yeah I think that's what it was the transatlantic accent um which that's why they all like all those old time like Hollywood movies like they all sounded like totally different where it was almost like it kind of sounded kind of british but then it wasn't Um yeah, the transatlantic accent. That's what I thought. I thought I was saying there. Well, well, it was transatlantic or mid-Atlantic accent. It's the same thing. But yeah, it was kind of like a mixture of English and British like pronunciation kind of mixed together. That's why I like Audrey Hepburn and um I, I wouldn't say um Well, no, not Marilyn Monroe, because, like, she always had, like, that iconic, you know, accent. Like, it it was different with her. Like, she didn't really count in this one. But, you know, they all spoke that way because supposedly it was easier to be able to understand um, across the board, right? Um, Because then, you know, you didn't have... uh, people with different accents and so you could easily understand the words that they were saying but i would say that's also why like my my tone and my diction is different than a lot of people from louisiana like because that's why like a lot of times when my husband and i go outside of louisiana people don't believe that we're from here and i well, my husband's from northern Louisiana, so, like, a lot of people are like, that That don't even count, <laughs> you know, because we have that thing. Because, obviously, people in northern Louisiana speak different from people in southern Louisiana. But um, I was a theater kid and also, um, you know, also I just have love for old Hollywood movies and, and everything and um, and stuff. And also wanted to be in broadcasting. So I looked up to like a lot of news anchors. Like Connie Chung was literally like my idol. Which is really. Which is weird for like a kid. You know. Because like I was a kid back in. You know. That time when she was really popular. You know. On the news and everything. And, And so my accent is weird. Because technically my accent is like a mixture of multiple things. Like you can still hear that I'm from Louisiana. But at the same time there's like, there's different dictions with different things. And sometimes I say certain words a certain way and I don't say it in the American version of the word sometimes. Um, and so, you know, cause like there's times where I've mixed up like American and British English at times. So yeah. Um, I have that problem. It's weird, but I don't know why. Um, And so, sometimes I'll mix words in that are not from, that are not American, (laughs) that are not American English. So, yeah. So, that's why it's, uh, for me, it's just kind of um, different. But, that being said, guys, like, I, that's why I, I do what I do. I, I also, like, like I said, with the sponsors that I've had, I created those ads, like, Monster Jam's ads, the Street Stock Shootout, I created those ads. I, you know, those were written by me, produced, you know, mixed and all that and mastered by my husband, who's in, who's amazing at all that stuff. Um, but yeah, like, all that, you know, that's why I do all this. Like, I love doing it. Like, and I love being able to put out content every week for you guys. And, and so, like, doing this for a whole year is insane to me. Like I'm surprised that it's been this long. Um but I love it and I'm I'm glad that all you all of you have stuck it out with me like this long and um I definitely want you guys to stick it out with me even longer than this. Like I want it to be where we can do this forever. You know, I'm good with it like you know And, um, and also, like, I'm looking forward to, like, the guests that we're going to have next year. Like, y'all, I'm already booked out to February. Like, I'm, like, I'm starting to book into February right now because I'm taking a break. Um, I've told quite a few people this already. Like, if you're on the newsletter, which, definitely check the show notes. Um, join the newsletter because you get to listen to podcasts, um, you know, uh, a day early because some of you I know of on, are only subscribed to the platform because you know the platform of your choice because the only people that are going to listen to this episode are the people that are on the newsletter are the people that are subscribed to the platform so if you're subscribed to any of the platforms I appreciate you but if you are not subscribed to the newsletter definitely check the show notes because you I mean you get to listen to it um before it comes out. Now the thing is. If you're subscribed on Spotify. I'll be honest. I, I apologize. Because Spotify is very late to the game. Because when I put out a podcast episode. It does not hit right away. Um, it does on Podbean. It hits automatically. So. Right when it comes out. At. 9.55 p.m. It is on Podbean. So, Podbean is like automatic real time. Um, but with Spotify and Apple, I never know what time it's going to hit. Sometimes with with um, Spotify, it'll hit like an hour and a half later. Sometimes it won't even hit till three hours later. It's kind of like they just kind of pick and choose when they want it to hit. Same thing with Apple. Apple does not come out right away. It kind of just comes out when it wants to. I've noticed it tends to take up to almost an hour to two hours before it hits. So, Podbean is your best bet if you truly want to be able to listen um, right away. Um, But other than that, you're going to have to wait. And I don't always know what time it's going to come out. That's the issue. So, that's why I that's why I put Podbean in the newsletter at the very top because it'll take you straight to the website, the Podbean website that is for Race Wife Unfiltered, and you can listen to it directly there. Um, now, uh, you could also download the app on your phone, but to be honest, guys, like I know some people just don't want to take the time to do that and set up an account through Podbean and all that, and I don't I don't blame you, but. It is what it is. That's just how that's just how they do it. But um, I love Podbean. Um, I I I definitely recommend them if you are starting your own podcast. Um, I do. You know, it depends on. They have different tiers that you pay for. The one that I pay for, is like fourteen bucks a month. Um, and but it's unlimited, where it doesn't matter how many. Um, how many episodes you put out. It doesn't matter how long they are. Like, you know, you're not limited by how many hours or whatever, none of that. Um, and it doesn't matter how many, how many podcasts I put out either, which means I could start a whole nother podcast and I could, and I can use, you know, um, Podbean for it so I can have multiple podcasts and there's a reason for that is because obviously I'm creating my own podcast network because there will be multiple podcasts coming out in 2024 um, so there is going to be um three extra podcasts coming out in 2024 yeah so Um, So, what I'm doing is um, Race Wife Unfiltered is going to be changing in 2024. So, we are going to be doing, um, when it comes to solo episodes here, they will only be racing related. I'm doing that for a reason. Um, Now, and not at first, okay? Okay but um you know i'll still do some of my mindset stuff and everything but it's not going to happen with everything um it's not going to you know it's not going to happen forever it's only going to happen for a short period of time um and then and then it's going to go all go on one podcast so it will be the podcast that's going to be coming out will come out i'm thinking honestly um probably in like april maybe we'll see i'm 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 still not 100 well no actually i'm going to come out with it in july so july of 2024 will be a Separate podcasts all about mindset, self-help, self-development things and stuff that in it. And it's going to be called Manifest Your Best Life because obviously I talk about manifesting your best life. And and that's how I always end every single episode. I tell you guys to what? Go out there and manifest your best life. Right. Well, that's becoming its own podcast and Manifest Your Best Life will be coming out in July of 2024 and on top of that we have some other podcasts that will be coming out as well i will not tell you the names that one i will tell you because it's no big deal because it's like i use the i use that literally that wording every single week every single episode but we have a, a podcast that is going to be coming out in february of 2024 on valentine's day um obviously you guys already know that that obviously has to do with love and stuff like that um and it will be co-hosted with my husband um it will be racing related but it will be all about couples racing couples and we will be interviewing couples in motorsports as well um when we're able to get some on but at first it will just be us that will be in february and then we have another one that i am wanting to start i have to ask because the thing is i will have to have a female co-host for this um there is someone that i do have in mind a wonderful wonderful friend of mine that i want to be a part of this but I am going to ask her after the holidays to see if she would be willing to do this. But it wouldn't be in it would like I said, it won't start until August um, if she is down to do it. Um, but it will be. All I will say is that it would be two female co-hosts. But we will be interviewing men in motorsports because we already have we already have our podcast for the women. You know, Race Wife and Filter will still be. The women in motorsports podcasts, okay, but you know this is still motorsports related, so we are going to have a podcast where we can interview the men in motorsports, but it will still be the same concept where it's men in motorsports, no matter what they do, okay? So it's not just drivers; it can be anything, and you know. They can even just be related to a race car driver, same like the brother of a race car driver, but they don't do anything in motorsports, right? Like it's the same thing with race wife unfiltered. If they're a woman that's just related to a race car driver, we, you're good to come on. So, yeah, guys, so that that's really how I'm I'm picturing all of this, and so I hope that all of you have a wonderful like happy holidays and Merry Christmas. If you do celebrate, you know, I hope that you guys um, are doing well and that you all have safe travels. If you are traveling for the holidays, if you're not and you're staying at home, that's great too. Um, but yeah, just stay safe, stay warm. Cause at, well, at least here, I mean, it's, Cold sometimes, but I don't really know what it's like everywhere else. I'm sure in some places it's probably snowing, but we don't really get that here in Louisiana. So, uh, so yeah. But um, but yeah, definitely spend time with your family if you can. If you're one of those people that either cannot because of traveling issues, or cannot because your family's toxic as fuck, you know. Like I mean, let's just be real, and not everybody has the same type of home life, you know, um, I hope that you're at least enjoying yourself, whether it's with friends or maybe coworkers that you work with, whatever it may be, you know, hopefully you are not alone for the holidays. I, I, I never like to hear those stories where that, where people are alone for the holidays. Um, so hopefully you are, um, doing well with that. And yeah, guys, so that is it for me. Um, I'm, Thank you for being here for the entire episode, which is, like I said, it's a, it's a different one, it's a weird one, but you know we're gonna roll with it. Um, but yeah, I do appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for making this as such a memorable year. Um, I appreciate everybody from the guests, the sponsors, to all of you that listen. Uh, thank you so much for everything and. 2024 is going to be lit as fuck for all of us. Okay. Um, yeah, we're manifesting that. And yeah, guys, so have a good night. Take care and go out and manifest your best lives. Bye.